0: Section thirty nine of Pastiche and Prejudice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Philip Gould. Pastiche and Prejudice by Arthur Bingham Walkley. Section thirty nine. Again at the Martello Tower. Now that regattas are over and oysters have come in again our little port has returned to its normal or w w jacobs demeanour the bathers on the sand spit have struck their tents the salvation army band is practising its winter repertory when our blue-eyed boatman rowed us over to the martello tower again the other day he almost looked as though he expected little more than his legal fare selina who has the gift of management suggested that patty should try it on with him on the ground first that women always do these things better than men and second that patty was blue eye's favourite i acquiesced and patty borrowed half a crown of me so as to be prepared when the time came meanwhile selina began to read us extracts from professor Henri bergson on laughter selina is a serious person without so far as i have ever discovered a grain of humour in her composition these are just the people who read theories of laughter it is a mystery to them and they desire to have it explained a laughable expression of the face began Selina, is one that will make us think of something rigid and so to speak coagulated in the wanted mobility of the face what we shall see will be an ingrained twitching or a fixed grimace one would say that the person's whole moral life has crystallized into this particular cast of features i wonder whether mr george roby's whole moral life has dropped patty innocently and who pray said selina with her heavy eyebrows making semicircles of indignant surprise is mr george roby i sat silent i had just brought my niece back from a short but variegated stay in town i knew but I would not tell. "'Why, Selina, dear,' answered Patty. "'you are the very image of him with your eyebrows rounded like that. He is always glaring at the audience that way.' "'Will you, Patty?" said Selina, now thoroughly roused, "'be good enough to tell me who he is?' "'Well, he's an actor who makes the very faces your Bergson describes. "'Uncle took me to see him in a—catching my warning eye— "'in a sort of historical play. "'He was Louis the Fifteenth at Versailles, you know.' "'Hm,' said Selina. "'It's rather a doubtful period, "'and the very best historical plays do make such a hash of history. "'Was it in blank verse? "'Blank verse will do much to mitigate the worst period.' "'N-no,' answered Patty. "'I don't think it was in blank verse. "'I didn't notice. "'Did you, uncle?' I tried to prevaricate. Well, you never know about blank verse on the stage nowadays. Nearly all the actors turn it into prose. Mr. Roby may have been speaking blank verse as though it were prose. The best artist cannot escape the fashion of the moment, you know. But what did he do? insisted Selina. What was the action of the play? Patty considered— "'I don't remember his doing anything, Selina, dear, but chucked the ladies of the court under the chin. "'Oh, yes, and he made eyes at them affectionately.' "'A pretty sort of historical play, on my word!' exclaimed Selina. Oh, "'It wasn't all historical, Selina, dear,' said Patty sweetly. "'A lot of it was thoroughly modern.' and Mr. Roby wore a frock-coat, and such a funny little bowler hat, and another time he was a street musician in Venice with a stuffed monkey pinned to his coat-tails. Selina looked at me. There was a silent pause that would have made anybody else feel uncomfortable, but I was equal to the occasion. I snatched Selina's book out of her hand and said cheerfully, "You see, Selina, it's all explained here. Wonderful fellow, Bergson." "'something mechanical encrusted upon the living. "'That's the secret of the comic. "'Depend upon it, he had seen George Roby and the Stuffed Monkey. "'And if Bergson, who's a tremendous swell member of the Institute and all that, "'why not Patty and I?' "'And where?' asked Selina, with a rueful glance at the Bergson book, "'as though she began to distrust theories of the comic. "'Where was this precious performance?' At the Alhambra, answered Patty simply. The Alhambra? I remember Chateaubriand once visited it, said Selina, who is nothing if not literary. But I didn't know it was the haunt of philosophers. I looked as though it was, but Patty tactlessly broke in. Oh, I wish you two wouldn't talk about philosophers. Can't one laugh at Mr. Roby without having him explained by Bergson? Anyhow, I don't believe he can explain Mr. Nelson Keys." "'Another of your historical actors?' inquired Selina with some bitterness. "'Yes, Selina, dear, and much more historical than Mr. Roby. "'He played Beau Brummel, and they were all there, Fox, and Sheridan, and the Prince of Wales, you know, "'all out of your favourite Creevy, and they said egad, and la, and monstrous fine, "'and bowed and congeed like anything. Oh, it was awfully historical.' Selina, a great reader of memoirs, was a little mollified. Come, she said, this is better, though the Regency is another dangerous period. I'm glad, however, that Londoners seem to be looking to the theatre for a little historical instruction. Yes, Selina, I said, feeling it would be dangerous to let Patty speak just at that moment, and there is a certain type of contemporary play called Review, which recognizes that demand and seldom, if ever, fails to cater for it in reviews i have renewed acquaintance with the heroes of classical antiquity with prominent crusaders with queen elizabeth with the grand monarch a whole course of history in fact let bergson explain that if he can and what is more wonderful still our review artists whose talent is usually devoted to provoking laughter seem willingly to forego it for the honour of appearing as an historical personage mr roby and mr keyes i should tell you are both professional laughter-provokers indeed are the heads of their profession yet one is content to posture as louis cond and the other is Bull brummel without any real chance of being funny so the past ever exerts its prestige over us so the muse of history still weaves her spell which was the muse of history patty dear said selina whose equanimity was now happily restored oh bother i forget said patty and anyhow i don't think she has much to do with reviews as uncle pretends give me the real muse of review who inspired mr keys with his german waiter and his spanish mandolinist and his japanese juggler and this i said to put an end to patty's indiscreet prattle must be the muse of geography patty gave me no change out of my half-crown the boatman said he didn't happen to have any so much for Selina's management. End of section thirty nine. Recording by Philip Gould.